Great. So welcome, everyone. Uh, this is, uh, we're doing a special program today and next week, two programs on accessing information on the web. Today's program is on the basics. Sorry about that. Oh. Um, for some reason, I got a video that came up. So just give me one second, and we'll end that. Um, before I mute, Sarah, can you still hear me? I can hear you clearly, and, and you we can see, see the screen. Good. Okay. Because I just um, closed out. For some reason, a video opens up. So I am going to mute everybody now. Great. So uh, today's program, as I said, is on accessing information on the web. Today we're going to be looking at the, um, talking about some of the basics, looking at two things. One, uh, finding information on relevant New York State legislation, and that's particularly important this time of year now that the state has passed the budget. This is the time of year that they generally, um, the legislators generally focus more on the um, legislation that pertains to particular non-budgetary issues. And then second, I'm going to review some of the basics in terms of looking at information on nursing home, assisted living, and adult home quality and access. Uh, as I said at the beginning, uh, we are recording this program. It'll be available on the web site, uh, www.nursinghome411.org and we'll open up for questions at the end. Okay, uh, a little bit about me and the organization, the Long-Term Care Community Coalition. For those of you who don't know, we are a nonprofit organization. We are entirely dedicated to improving care, quality of life, and dignity for residents in nursing homes, assisted living, and adult homes. Our coalition members include a number of organizations and people from across New York State that have come together to join in our mission to improve care and quality of life for residents. So we thank you. I know we have a number of member member organizations on the line today. My name again is Richard Mollett. I joined LTCCC 15 years ago, 2002, and I've been the executive director since 2005. Uh, welcome for the people who are just joining us. We are just getting started. So again, what are we talking about today? Uh, finding and learning and, and learning how to communicate, uh, just giving some tips that we have in terms of New York State legislation of interest, and then finding relevant information on New York State nursing homes, adult homes, and assisted living. It is a, there's, there's a lot of content in this webinar, I think, so I will um, allow time to go through questions, and we could extend it if, if necessary. Also, I wanted to let you all know that um, we're a very small organization, as I think many of you know, and unfortunately, we don't have the capacity to help uh, individual residents or families with problems. I wish that we did. We don't, but we do have the ability to provide technical assistance and support for ombudsmen and ombudsman programs, for family councils and for resident councils. So if you come across some things you have some questions about, feel free to send me an email, richard at L as in Larry, T as in Tom, ccc.org, and I will help if I can or point you in the right direction. But this is something we do a lot of work on the Internet as part of our policy research and policy advocacy 
and I would be happy to help and hopefully make that as useful to any of you as I can. So again, I, I'm sorry that we can't, and sometimes people get frustrated, and I feel frustrated as well. I wish we had the capacity to help with individual issues. Unfortunately, we don't, but we do want to do whatever we can to support the uh, individual and group advocates across the state, including, of course, the ombudsman and family and resident councils. And I'd be happy to try to arrange to speak to a family resident council or an ombudsman program if that was useful as well. Okay, so we're going to start with looking at at um, legislation on the on New York State legislation, excuse me, on the New York State Assembly website. A couple important things. One, the I go to the Assembly website, and as you can see at the top here, I put the the URL www.assembly.state.ny.us forward slash leg. But if you go to the Assembly website, you can you can uh, very easily see the search engine for uh, legislation. And importantly, a couple of things, the search engine on the Assembly website picks up also Senate bills. Uh, to be honest, most of the legislation uh, that's protective of nursing home and assisted living residents tends to come from the Assembly side, but there uh, quite often is Senate uh, matching bills as well. So you can find either one here. And if you look down on the first arrow on the left-hand side, I just tried to, to point out a couple of arrows that I thought were useful. One is looking at the term, so you can select the, I selected the current term here. Underneath that is the House, so you can choose either the Senate or the Assembly if you want to. Uh, type of legislation bills on the right-hand side, and then the second box on the right-hand side contains text, and that's often what I use to do a search. But also, you can see the second arrow on the left-hand side. You could search by member. You can search by the committee. Uh, generally, search from by the health committee or aging. Uh, but sometimes things wind up being in another committee. There are a lot of bills out there. So what I'm trying to do here is just to give you some pointers in terms of how I personally have used the website to search for bills that are of interest. Uh, a couple of things. One, I look for bills that are important to us in terms of trying to improve resident care or quality of life. So, for instance, we are very interested in having minimum staffing standards in nursing homes. And so that's a bill that I might want to look up, uh, you know, contains text, nursing home. On the other hand, Sometimes, and depending upon the kind of advocacy and interests you have, you might want to look up bills uh, just to see what's going on that might be damaging to, to or harmful to residents. So we'll, we'll sometimes find that as well. So these searches really can be as specific or as narrow as you want. So what I did here is I showed the results of I looked up nursing home staffing. Uh, again, there's a lot of bills out there. As you can see, the nursing home staffing bill, just for the current term, um, resulted in 52 bills matched my search criteria. It's a gray line in the middle of the page. And I included just the first dozen or so because it, it just becomes very complicated and very messy for a presentation. But I wanted you to see an example of what we came across. And I point to the hour two bills that happen to be here that are bills that we are interested in. One is the Safe Staffing for Quality Care Act, 
That's the first arrow. And the second arrow is relates to requiring a registered nurse on staff at facilities certified for enhanced assisted living or special needs assisted living. That's been a big issue for us as well for the past uh, six or seven years since the assisted living law and regulations came out in uh, 2008 to 10. So, it gives you some information. Again, it could give you a lot of information, and that's why I wanted to mention, if you look back up um, at the top of the screen, you can search by member, you can search by committee, and that could help you to, um, to thin out things that you don't need. But oftentimes there is a, um, there is a plethora, a lot of information there to go through and, and to look at. What I'm going to do first is just focus down and, and, and continue to go down in terms of what is available for a bill. So we came across the bill that we were interested in. It was a Safe Staffing for Quality Care Act. A couple of things here. One, on the top arrow you can see across this line, right here we have the summary. But there's also actions, committee votes, floor votes, the memo, the text of the bill, and then um, the, uh, the videos. Well, I actually don't ever look at those other two last boxes. But here you can see that there's the summary, the bill number, same as, same as means is there, if there's a Senate bill, it'll come up there as the same as, and that's, that's the bill, sponsor, co-sponsors, et cetera. And then underneath it, it gives you a brief summary of what the bill is about. And oftentimes that is, you know, that may be enough for you or you may want to get more information. Hi, welcome. I know we have a couple of people that have come, uh, that have joined us. So we're just getting started on looking at legislation and the, um, via the Assembly's website where we could find both Senate and Assembly bills. So now we're digging a little bit into what is there in terms of the listings for the safe staffing bill, which has uh, always been a big priority for us since, um, since I started. You can also see here, by the way, the co-sponsors and the multi-sponsors, if you are talking, you know, maybe you're meeting with the Assembly person in, or the Senator in your district, you can see if they are a sponsor or not, and that is something that can be really valuable, valuable, excuse me, because if they're not there, you may ask them to please join as a sponsor. That's That can be really valuable. And in any case, uh, and I do recommend that people reach out to their, to their assembly members and senators, um, it is valuable to let them know that you care about these things. And that's really why... Uh, and one reason why I, I hope this program will be useful is that we want people, um, residents, families, the ombudsman, and people in other organizations that are working with residents and families to be as aware as possible and to be able to speak out about these um, you know, bills that are important to residents. So what I did here is I focused in more narrowly on some of the search results. Here I included the actions and the floor votes. So you can see actually what happened with this bill. And if you look on the bottom two, uh, bottom portion of the screen, the actions, it was referred to health on January 12, 2017, and then reported and referred to the codes committee. There have been no floor votes so far. And then what I did is I looked at the the legislative memo, as you can see up here at the top arrow. And I put on the side here, because it's quite long, but I put on the side here what you get here when you look at the memo. So you have, the, again, the bill number, 
the sponsor, the title of the bill, the purpose or the general idea of the bill, a summary of the bill and its provisions, the justification for the bill, and that's where we cut up at the bottom here, but I put in the box on the left-hand side. So you have the justification, the reason for the bill, its prior legislative history, its fiscal implications, meaning how much is it expected to cost, and then the effective date. The effective date will normally be like 180 days after passage or something like that. And then lastly is the actual text of the bill. And as you see, look at the top, you can have any or all these things, but they become very, very long. So you may want to just focus on what you need at a specific time. And hold on, if it's something that you're really interested in, like staffing, et cetera, hold on to the links and um, so you can easily come back to it. So a couple of things I wanted to mention here. One, it again says who um, who are the sponsors at the, at the top um, portion. And then if you'll notice the green writing and then the red cross out, that this is, and there's an explanation for it that I put with the arrow, matter in italics is new, uh, and matter in brackets is old. But they make it, they put it in either red or green so you can easily see. So in particular, the green, you can really see what language is being added by the legislation. So that is, in a nutshell, how to get into the actual legislative language for anything you might be interested in. And it actually doesn't have to be related to long-term care if you're interested in an environmental bill, if you're interested in um, you know, anything that you can do that kind of search through the assembly website again for either assembly or Senate bills through the assembly website. What I wanted to show you also was through our website. This is nursinghome411.org. We're in the process of, of redesigning it. So this is a new design, but we have an action center. I put two arrows to it to make it easy for people to see. We put it on the top row. And then we also put it in one of the purple boxes on the right. So you can go to the Action Center. And in the Action Center, you can see Current Long-Term Care Action Alerts, the box on the right-hand side. So we have here some of the bills that we have identified as important that we are encouraging people to speak out on. Now, if you're interested in having this on your website, by the way, we'd be more than happy to share that to help get the word out. There's an email links to it as well, but I wanted to provide um, people with one, the a link and an ability to speak out about specific issues um, that, that we have concerns or interest in. But also, as you can see on this slide, the Legislative Action Center can be used to search and learn about any elected officials and any legislation that you're interested in. It's another way to get into some of that information if um, the assembly website you know, seems too complex or difficult to use, um, or if you're here anyway, if you're on our website, it's another way to access some of that legislation. So you can see, looking at the top arrow, um, you can find out who your elected officials are. You can get, uh, look at current legislation and key votes for really anything. The other thing that the Action Center has if you explore a little bit, is that there is information on contacting uh, both state and your federal officials. So all of your representatives, if you put in your zip code, um, this is only for people in New York, by the way, because um, it's focused on New York. 
But if you put in your zip code, you can find out who your legislators are, who your, of course, the governor is, um, who is your representatives to the U.S. House of Representatives and the United States Senate, other state leaders as well, and how to contact them fairly easily. And it also provides some tips that is generated from um, the program on how to contact you, how to write a letter, how to address a senator, et cetera, if you wanted to do that. So I'm going to move on now to our next topic, which is finding out information on nursing homes, adult homes, and assisted living on the web. And again, at the, time, at the end, we'll have some time for questions in terms of the legislation. And as I mentioned at the start of the program, I am honestly always happy to provide um, as much technical assistance um, and expertise that we can to the work that you are doing as a, uh, you know, on the organizational level, if you're a family council or a resident council, if you are an Amazon program, etc., we really want to equip you with those resources. So if you find that, that um, you know, you or people in your office need some help going through that or have some questions in terms of finding legislation or questions about legislation, I would be more than happy to do that. But again, I, I apologize, we just don't have the capacity, unfortunately, to help individuals with um, your specific problems. That is um, not my expertise, to be honest, and you know, so I don't want to steer anyone in the wrong direction, but also we are, as many of you know, a very small organization, so we don't have the capacity to do that. Anyway, moving on, the, uh, so I'm going to talk about finding information on the web. The first place to go, just in generally speaking, is the New York State Department of Health's website. It's health.ny.gov. And as you can see here, this is the, the first page of the website. And on the top row, there's a, a drop-down menu. If you click on health facilities, where I have the arrow, you can find information and specific pages on adult care facilities, assisted living, home care and hospice, hospital care, nursing homes, uh, etc. So what I did was I clicked on the adult care facilities um, page, and this is what it brought me to. So I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about what is available here. And importantly, adult care facilities includes both adult homes and assisted living. So any residential care facility uh, is here except for nursing homes and family type homes, which are not licensed, um, not, not overseen, I should say, by the Department of Health. But any kind of adult home, assisted living, assisted living program, enhanced assisted living, etc., cetera, uh, that would all come under here. On the right-hand side, you can see the arrow points to to file a complaint, including abuse regarding an adult care facility. Call toll-free 1-866-893-6772. So that information is right there. And then the other arrows, I wanted to point to you some of the information that you could find from this page. So, again, what we've done is we've gone to the DOH website, we've clicked on health facilities, and we've gone to adult care facilities. And this gives us all of the information about any kind of assisted living or adult home. 
The first arrow is the do not refer list. It says about the do not refer list, but that also takes you to where you can see the do not refer list. Do not refer um, refers to a facility that the Department of Health has identified as being uh, no longer licensed or perhaps never having had a license. So you can look, go there and you can see, you know, what are facilities to which people should not be referred. Um, then about assisted living is the next text. So that'll take you right to assisted living. So you don't have to go searching for a specific assisted living tag. It becomes very complicated, I think, uh, because there's a lot of overlap and oftentimes confusion between what is an adult's home and what is an assisted living. So you really don't need to worry about that. This will, um, again, through the adult care facility tab, well, tab, excuse me, will take you to the information that, that you need. The other arrow coming from the right-hand side of the page, you can see I put a little yellow, yellow post there. There's a, um, a page called Transitional Adult Homes. Transitional Adult Homes are what we also uh, often call impacted adult homes. And that means an adult home in which 25% or more of the resident population are people with a diagnosis of a serious mental illness. There's been a lot of issues. We don't have the um, ability to talk about them today. We could, uh, you know, another program, people were interested uh, in that. But the issues with the impacted or transitional adult homes have been a um, uh, right at the forefront, I would say, for New Yorkers for many years is that for, for too long, uh, people with mental illness were essentially warehoused in adult homes. So that is why, uh, for those of you who are not as familiar with those issues, that is something that is really called out here for people to be aware of. Lastly on this page, and you can see it's right above the map that's cut off at the bottom, is the adult care facility directory. And again, this includes assisted living, adult homes, uh, enhanced assisted living, rich housing, etc. includes everything. So if you click on that adult care facility directory, what I want to do now is talk about some of the information that is available to you if you are looking around, well, what's, you know, what is the, what are the facilities in my area? What facilities in my area take Medicaid? What facilities in my area are impacted? Um, what, what is, what facilities in my area are an adult home or an assisted living? This is how you could find that information. Excuse me. <clears throat> so this is the page that you get to and you can click on view data right there. I included on this next page, um, just, I, I want to scroll down a bit so you can see how the information is provided on that beginning page. So columns in this data set at the top here, that tells you the name of the facility, the address, the county, the city, the zip, the phone, the fax, etc. That's just, you know, some of the information that is available. So you can search by facility name. You can search for facilities in your county or in your city or by zip code, and then you can find information. You can find the phone and fax. You can find other information that we'll talk about. And below is a preview of the table, but we'll talk about that more. And all you need to do is really explore the data. Uh, and what I want to do is try to make this as um, as non-complex as possible because it can be a, a bit overwhelming.
So as you can see, there is a lot of information here when you click on um, to look at the data. Uh, I just wanted to make it uh, hopefully as useful as possible. And again, we do want to provide uh, as much assistance as we possibly can to help you locate and the information that you can, that you need and that you can use in your work. So here's the directory. Again, we're looking entirely online. You can see at the top of the pages is actually just a snapshot of my web browser. Facility name, and you can search for facility name. You can also put in alphabetical order. The address, the county. So if you're interested in finding facilities in your county or if you're an ombudsman and you are looking at facilities or a, someone who's helping people, um, at, you know, Caring Kind or, or one of the Alzheimer's Association, you can find the, the, uh, assisted living adult homes in your county by zip code, etc. On the arrow going down on the right hand side, the red arrow, you can also, right on the web, filter the data set. So if you're looking for a specific facility name, or if you said, you know, I want to see where the atriums are in my area, you can look just Facility name contains atria. You can put that in, do a search, and everything else will be eliminated. So you don't have to worry about that. You could do the same thing with county. So if you just wanted to look at, say, Albany County, you can get rid of everything else. It makes it much easier because it is there, there is a lot of data here. It can feel um, very complex. I use this um, type of browser a lot. It's actually the same data set that's same, excuse me same data setup. That is for nursing home compares data set. So I use these a lot, but oftentimes I need to refresh myself. So I, I do realize it's, it's complicated. It's really not you. It's just that there's a lot of, there are a lot of facilities out there. There's a lot of information. How can we put it together in a way that is as useful as possible? I think that this does a pretty good job, but it helps to have some guidance and some uh, understanding of the parameters. So again, you could filter right here. You could just Put it down to the county level. You can, you can select a couple of counties actually. If you are a regional ombudsman program, for instance, or if you are a, an advocacy group that is working in a um, specific area of New York, et cetera. What I did here was I downloaded all the data and I'm considering posting this on our website as we get the nursinghome411.org up and running is thinking about, you know, especially as I was putting together the program for you today, uh, wondering, you know, how can we put this information up in a way that's as useful as possible to you so you don't have to first go through the, the database to access it. Uh, so what I have here, this is actually what I downloaded as an Excel file, and I tried to clean it up a little bit to make it look a little bit nicer, but this is essentially the exact data that comes out of the adult care facility directory. Uh, and you have, again, facility name on the first column, the address, the county, the city, phone number. This is, this is all the information, by the way, that's available in the directory. Uh, so you have the operator. So if you're interested in finding out, you know, especially I would say if you're an ombudsman or advocacy group, you know, who's operating facilities in my area, you can see that. But then you have, and this is, I think, important information, the number of beds in the facility. What's the capacity? What, what, what's going on with access to this facility? And then the next one, two, three, four columns will tell you what types of, of slots or beds are available. 
So the assisted living program, that is column H. I hope you can see it's the first column after number of beds. The assisted living program, that is the Medicaid waiver program. So the assisted living program is the way in which people who are Medicaid can possibly have access to adults' homes. So this is a way that you can find out, hmm, do they have assisted living program beds, Medicaid um, beds in the facility in which you're interested? And then after that, you have assisted living residence beds. So how many of the, how many beds in the facility are licensed as an assisted living residence? Remember before we talked about that there is, you know, oftentimes a lot of confusion. What is an adult home? What's an enriched housing? Um, what's an assisted living program? What's an assisted living residence? Unfortunately, I know it's very confusing and I sometimes have to think about it myself to, to get a good, good sense of it. But the assisted living residence just tells you whether it's actually an assisted living or just a basic adult home or enriched housing program. And then the following two columns after that are also really important. The enhanced and special needs, that's special certification that came about as a result of New York State's 2004 assisted living law that is for facilities that have special uh, providing, excuse me, special care for people who have either very significant levels of dementia or have um, have greater needs, that their needs are, have increased so much that they are really more of a nursing home eligible individual, but the, the facility has a special certification. So that'll tell you, one, if the facility has that licensure, and two, if there is, you know, how many slots it has for that. Following that is the type of facility. So it's either an adult home, uh, adult home assisted living program, or enriched housing. That's the basic licensure that we have in New York State. And then classification. So the classification here, it's either NFP is not-for-profit and PPHA is a private, uh, you know, for-profit entity. And then lastly, the regional office. This is the regional office of the Department of Health that's responsible for overseeing the, the facility. Uh, Mara is a metropolitan area, but there are different regional offices throughout New York. So I'm hoping that this provides a way to find information that's useful. Again, whether you're looking at it, uh, if we post this on our website, or I'd be happy to share these, you know, this information with you all um, directly, or if you're looking at it on the Department of Health website, you can search by facility name. You can search and, and, and just pull out for your county or your counties if you're a regional program, uh, et cetera, and then have all that information so you know exactly what, you know, who's in my, in my area, how many beds are available, how many of them are available for the assisted living, Medicaid assisted living program, et cetera. There's another um, um, page on the website. I downloaded the data here just to make it a little bit easier. As you can see, there's a lot of data, but this is the Adult Care Facility Annual Survey. So this is what the, the facilities report on an annual basis. What we have here on the first column is the year. Just so you know what year it is that in which they're reporting. The reporting organization is the name of the facility, 
And for this, it provides you with a county, which I think is actually very useful if you're looking in your county, which you might be if you're a family member or someone who's a potential resident, and certainly if you are an Amazon program or a local advocacy group or you're providing information to people in your area through an area agency on aging, et cetera. So you can really you know, find out if you're also, if you're talking to, if you excuse me, if you are a community office of a state senator or assembly person, or you could recommend this to them if you're an advocacy group, they should have this information. They can find out what's going on. So there's a lot here in the facility annual survey. Some of it overlaps with what we just saw in the directory. But this gives you, in addition, it gives you the, the total capacity for the facility, and then the columns, um, one, two, three, four, five, the sixth and seventh column in, beginning census and end census, that tells you how many residents there were in the facility. So you have the census is how many residents there were, the total capacity is how many they can take in. So you can see hmm, um, how many, you know, for the facilities in my community, how many of them have openings or how many did, did have openings at the end of the year. You can also see the male census versus the female census, so you get a sense of the gender makeup in the facility. Total SMI, SMI is the people who have a diagnosis of a serious mental illness. So that gets back to the issue we talked about before with those impacted facilities. You can see uh, what's going on with them. This is, a, um, a, I think, a major issue, obviously, for the Amazon programs, for people who work with uh, adult, disabled um, individuals, et cetera. You know, what is going on? We, we, we are looking in the state to help people get out of the impact of adults' homes. And there's been a lot of controversy about that recently. Uh, if you look at our, our latest newsletter, which is now available on our website, we have an article on it. It has been covered on it in the New York Times and in uh, by, from NPR, et cetera. But um, this will let you know, you know, what is going on with the impacted facilities? It also tells you in the next four columns, we were talking before about the Medicaid Assisted Living Program, the ALP, ALP program, um, whether they have capacity, if they're certified, the ALR, that's the Basic Assisted Living, Enhanced and Special Needs Assisted Living. So if I'm looking at, look at the top um, row, Absolute at, at Orchard Brook um, in Erie County, I can see that their capacity is 80. They had about 75, 76 people. It was two to one female to, to, to male residents. Their total uh, people diagnosed with serious mental illness was six, so it's roughly about 10%. They had, they were an adult home, so they had um, no assisted living program. So if you were interested in, in getting in on a Medicaid waiver or helping someone get in who's Medicaid qualified, they could not go here. Uh, and the same thing with the enhanced or special needs, they could not, um, um, they, they would not have the capacity, uh, according to their, um, to their licensure, to provide significant care for people with dementia or people who were aging in place. And then uh, I just put a couple more of the columns here. There is the census, so we have the capacity, and again, the sense is how many people were actually in the facility uh, under that. So if we look down to the third column, just because we have some more information there, Adirondack Manor, um, 
uh, in Warren County, you can see that they had an ALP capacity of 30 and an ALP end census of 26. That meant that they had, at the end of the year, they had the ability to take in four more people uh, on Medicaid, Medicaid-assisted living program, excuse me. I included here in the gray box at the bottom what else is on the annual survey. So we have the, the ALP capacity, the assisted living um, capacity for those who are licensed as an assisted living, the enhanced and special needs assisted living, the census for all those different kinds of licensure, and then uh, also included here, I just couldn't fit it all in, are the number of residents age 18 to 55, number of residents age 56 to 65, uh, residents 66 to 80, or 81 or greater. Total residents private pay, total residents who are on spend down, spending down their money so they can become Medicaid eligible, total residents on SSI, the total admissions and referrals for the year, and this is important, especially if you're doing, you know, advocacy on behalf of of uh, residents is total discharges. Uh, this is important also, uh, I would say, especially again for people, if you're trying to help people who have a diagnosis of mental illness get out of a facility, it's, it's worthwhile to see what their discharges are. Again, as we talked about before, not all this information may be useful to you, but if you're looking at it on the website, on DOH's website, or if you're looking at it, you know, we share it with you, et cetera, you can get rid of, you can hide all these columns uh, that you don't need. You can just select your county uh, or a couple counties in your area if that's where you're working, and that will enable you to, I think, more easily drill down to some of the data that is most useful to you. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. Again, I'm going to open up the questions at the end, and we will try as much as we can in the future to offer technical assistance. If you have any questions, my email, again, which is the best way to reach me, is richard at lt, as in Tom, ccc, as in carol, dot org. Uh, so for nursing homes, you can, I go to Nursing Home Compare. I generally don't use the Department of Health's website. There is nursing home information there. Um, but on Nursing Home Compare, you also have the five-star rating system, which I think is really useful for finding some just basic quality uh, information for nursing homes. The Department of Health's website does not have that. So I find generally two things. The Nursing Home Compare is easier to use. It's also national in scope. So I can find, in, you know, if I am on a state border or if I'm trying to help someone who has a loved one in another state, I can find information there as well. Uh, it just tends to be where, where I go. I think there's more complete data, and also the five-star system helps one to also identify, uh, you know, the quality of care in a nursing home with some degree of confidence. Uh, so here is the landing page, Medicare.gov, Nursing Home Compare. Find a nursing home. So what I did is I put in, we have our, our, our ombudsman offices in Hyde Park, New York. So I just put in, as you can see with the red arrow, HYD, and this is what came up. One, two, three, about six, one, two, three, four, five different um, cities came up, and Hyde Park, New York was the second to last. So that was pretty easy. You could also search by state name. But remember, New York is a really big state, so you'll come up with a lot, uh, a big result from that. 
Um, you can search by the nearest town or city, nearest town or city to you, um, uh, your zip code, etc. And then it'll take you to the results page. So this is the results page that I came up with. I clicked on Hyde Park, New York, and I clicked enter, and it brought me here. So there are 19 nursing homes within 25 miles from the center of Hyde Park, New York. That is the default um, result, 25 miles. If you look on the right-hand side, you can see green button, go to map view. So you can actually look at it on a map, and then you can modify your search. So if I did that same search in, um, in New York City, I would come up with um, a couple hundred nursing homes. Oops, excuse me, let me go back up there. Um, so here, but you can, if you do, if that happens to you, say you did click on New York City and you came up with 200 nursing homes, uh, you can either decrease it by within, you know, one mile, or you can select the nursing home name, or you can go back to zip code and try to narrow it down by there. It's not the greatest um, search tool in that way, because most people don't live in a city as big as the New York metropolitan area is, but it is... Um, I, you know, really the best thing, to be honest, that we have out there. So getting back to the larger column on the left-hand side, we had 19 nursing homes that came up within 25 miles uh, from Hyde Park. You can choose up to three nursing homes to compare. So if you look down on the results, I just included the first results here on the page, the Eleanor Nursing Care Center. You can add it to compare with the green button here, and you can choose up to three. And then once you have three, you can then compare their basic star ratings. And for this information, if I were to continue scrolling down, would give me the name, the as you can see, the, the address, the city, the phone number, and then the columns for the overall rating. Again, this is a five-star rating system. One is the worst. Five is, is, is the best. Health inspections, staffing, quality measures, and then distance from where I started, which is which is Hyde Park. And you could also, under each one of these ratings, you can get information with a little eye by clicking on it to see, well, what does that mean, a brief explanation. But also, you can collate it um, based upon that. So if I wanted to, you know, here I am, say I was looking for care for someone in the Hyde Park area within 25 miles, I can then um, sort it so that we're going from the highest to the lowest rating. Um, or if I was, you know, looking at, at you know, I, I was going to say if I was looking at it the other way, but, you know, more if you're doing advocacy, you can look to see, you know, what are the worst facilities uh, in your area. But I would say, you know, you would definitely want to look and see, you know, who, who has the four or five stars. That's, that, that's what we generally look at. So that's the basic information. And then if you want to, you can also click on the title, the name of the facility, the Eleanor, and that will take you directly to its page. Uh, lastly, if you look right by the name of the nursing home, there is a little green circle with some people in it. That means that the nursing home is participating in the new requirements to furnish staffing information based upon payroll. Uh, we don't have you know, the time to get into this in, for this program, but this has been a major controversy and issue for us as advocates and, and other advocates that we work on, work with on a national, um, in our national advocacy, is that the staffing information and the quality information 
historically on Nursing Home Compare and on the state's website is self-reported and unaudited. And we've known from talking to families or heard you know, from families over the years and ombudsmen that, you know, that a facility will have, you know, like this one does, for instance, and I'm not there, of course, but we'll have, you know, three stars or four stars in staffing and there's no one there. Or, you know, generally the staffing is a big problem for them. Or that when it comes time for their annual inspection, all of a sudden they'll beef up the staffing. So we have been advocating about this with others for many years. And finally, CMS agreed, and this was part of the Affordable Care Act, so-called Obamacare, that they would require payroll-based um, staffing data to be posted on Nursing Compare. So that is just starting to be implemented. And what this green sign says is that this is a facility that has put in their data. But it's really important to know that what you see here in terms of the report is not reflected in those data. And I know it's confusing, so let me reiterate this, that it means that they're putting the data in based upon their payroll rather than just self-reporting. However, the information that is actually released to the public on their staffing is not yet based upon that payroll data. So it's still self-reported. I urge you to please, you know, um, sign up for our, our Facebook page or our newsletter. We are doing a lot of work with this. We are talking to CMS on a regular basis about this. And we're hoping, last we heard that by the beginning of next year in 2018, we'll start seeing those real, you know, um, real payroll-based staffing numbers reported. But we will keep people abreast of that as best as we can. So, so please do stay in touch. The same thing with the quality measures. Quality measures are all self-reported. Uh, as a result of the Affordable Care Act, they have added quality measures that are based upon uh, actual data in terms of uh, in insurance, you know, what was paid for by insurance rather than just what the facility was saying was done. So we're seeing a little bit better quality in terms of those quality measures, excuse me, really reflecting what's going on in the facility. But I think one still has to be careful. We're going to talk more about this next week. Because uh, I know I've given a lot of data and information in this program, which is why we want to split it up into two programs. But I wanted to give you today just a, an overview that we look at the overall rating, we look at health inspections, which are based upon the surveys, staffing, and quality measures. And it's the health inspections, staffing, and quality measures that all go into the overall rating. So I hope that that is helpful. Um, in terms of just giving you a background right now, and we'll talk about it more. Uh, next program is April 27th, again at 1 p.m., and we will be, oops, sorry about that. Uh, we'll be talking about one, we'll, we'll look more specifically uh, at specific, you know, some nursing homes just to give you an idea of what those data are, and then we'll take a bit of a deeper dive into how you can use the information on our website or on Nursing Home Compare, whichever you prefer to get it, to find out, you know, what's going on with the staffing, what's going on with the uh, resident census, and what kind of quality indicators we can find that are uh, useful to us in our advocacy, both as individuals or family members or ombudsmen within a facility or in the community if we are helping people uh, you know, in our counties and in our regions, et cetera.
just to recap quickly, here's all the, the links that I mentioned before. The New York State Assembly website, assembly.state.ny.us. They have information on New York State legislative bills for both the Assembly and the Senate. Uh, and again, we are going to post this on our website, so you'll be able to see. You don't have to write it all down now. The Citizen Action Center on our website, nursinghome411.org, has information on bills that we've identified as important, also ways to find directly your elected officials, information on any kind of legislation that you want by searching around, tips for writing legislators, etc. The New York State Department of Health website, health.ny.gov, has information and data on all New York State health care providers, uh, including nursing homes, assisted living, adult homes, home care hospitals, etc. The Federal Nursing Home Compare website, excuse me, which is at medicare.gov, has information on all licensed facilities and includes the five-star rating system. And then, again, we have a lot of resources uh, on nursinghome411.org. If you have any suggestions or recommendations, we uh, are always welcome for your feedback. And I wanted to mention before we close that we have for many years uh, through our newsletter and on our, uh, our homepage, ltccc.org, we've collected and published information on New York State nursing home enforcement penalties, on antipsychotic drugging rates and enforcement for nursing homes around the country, uh, other quality and penalty information about nursing homes. We are currently in the process of moving all of that to nursinghome411.org, so you'll find it there. But um, we, um, you know, that is, I think, really important and useful information to have. It's also, I think, just um, to mention now, useful because we have the history of the information. So you can see over the years if your facility has been cited before for, for certain issues. A lot of times that, that information won't show up on Nursing Home Compare or on the Department of Health website, but we keep that information so you can have a, a good history of what has gone on. And I'm going to open it up now for questions and comments. Hi, so thank you everyone again for participating. Uh, I'm going to first go through, um, I'm going to go through the messages. Karen Mitchell, I hope that you got on again. And, uh, uh Michaela Peterson, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Is there any information available about the bill to increase the personal needs allowance for nursing home residents? I don't, oh, yes. if I remember correctly, that has not been introduced. Uh, so that is something that we do have an action alert on. Um, to let your, your senators, your state senators and assembly members know about. Uh, also, you can let the governor know about that. Um, but there is, I don't believe that there's any bill uh, specifically for that. And another thing, just in terms of legislative advocacy, what I'm hoping we'll be able to do with the organizations that we work with across the state is to do some more, um, uh, you know, think about this more, I should say, this fall, because a lot of things happen. You know, these, these are budgetary issues with the personal needs allowance. Another issue that's near and dear to our hearts is, is increasing money for the long-term care Amazon programs. As, as many of you know, they are um, significantly uh, underfunded in, in, um, you know, in terms of really trying to get the staffing that, that we and, and that they need. So that's an issue for us as well, and I'm hoping that we'll be able to do some more, uh, you know, brainstorming about how to do that effectively uh, this fall. So if 
people interested in that, please do keep in touch. And I think that was all the questions that came in via messages. Does anyone have any questions on the on the line? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Um, yes, yeah, um, I'm a, a family member um, in a nursing home in Manhattan, and I too have been very focused on uh, the increase of the personal needs allowance. And somebody sent me a. Um, um, an email about a Senator Griffo in April, I guess it's last year, sponsoring a um, legislation in F2906A um, to raise it. But I haven't, and this is very appropriate because I just got read this today and now I will research in the method that you showed, which was very helpful. Thank you. Oh, sure. You're welcome. And again, that's something I'm, I'm pretty sure we have that on our current action alerts um, for the personal needs allowance. If it's, sometimes you have to, with that little box that I showed you on our website, um, it only shows a few of the action alerts. So if you click on one, you can get to, uh, again, the other resources that we talked about, but also the other bills that we've identified as being of interest. And um, as many of you know, we are a coalition of you know, different organizations across New York State, if any organization has a bill that they would like to have an action alert on, as long as it, uh, you know, something that we can support, we are also happy to do that. And that's, and that's actually how we found out uh, and started supporting the personal needs allowance many years ago, is that the Suffolk County Ombudsman, uh, it was Joan Burke who recently retired, uh, she had, you know, something that she had raised with us at a coalition meeting, and we, it's something that we have taken on as an issue now. And the same thing with the increase for the uh, Amazon program funding, that's something that we've heard about from a couple of Amazon programs and something that we have, you know, then supported in our advocacy and on that Citizen Action Center. So thank you. Um, uh, any other questions or comments? Okay. Well, um, again, my email is richard at L, T as in Tom, C, C, C as in Carol, dot O-R-G. Uh, I certainly would welcome any feedback uh, if there, you had a problem or something that wasn't, you know, didn't sound clear or wasn't good to you. Let me know if it was good to you. Um, if it was helpful, uh, let me know that as well. And I think we have information on our next program and thank you for joining us i appreciate that so that everyone will see this as well you can join us on facebook and on twitter on the website i want to do a special shout out in the orange type at the close to the bottom here uh, for family members to get in to connect with the alliance of new york family council it's really uh, especially if you're in it already you know that it's really a valuable group we really uh, want to do what we can to empower family and resident councils in our nursing homes and adults' homes and assisted living. And then, oh, I guess that was the end. So I think I put the program that's coming up before. Uh, next program on the 27th at 1 p.m. And again, we're going to be looking a little bit more deeply into how you can get information on nursing homes relevant to you. Uh, so if there's not any more questions, I'm going to end it there. I thank you all very much for joining us today, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you, Richard. Uh, thank you, Gilbert. Bye-bye.